So hi, one of the Good Noise Podcasts. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with James Barrett. And we're asking him some questions today about his new album, a series of dot 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 mostly nothing. I'm gonna start, so congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response wow. to it so far? Um honestly the response has been great. I uh and thank you, thank you also. Um I think uh the response has definitely been like way better than any of my last releases. Um but I'm also definitely a person that like I'm never like satisfied with what is. So I always want to keep pushing myself for for more. So mm-hmm. there's days where I'm like, wow, everything is amazing and like my life is great. And then there's like a day where I wake up and I'm like, everything sucks and this is failing. But then it's just like then like one thing happens and I'm like, wait, I'm fine. I'm just very dramatic. But mm-hmm. um overall I think everything's been really great. Um we had a release show the day of and the show was awesome. Um nice. so I feel like I had like a very good like nice high that day and i've just been trying to like keep the momentum going for mm-hmm. you know the weeks to follow mm-hmm. Fair exactly enough. so true happy to hear that uh, so is there any meaning behind the album name or cover art um so i'll go to the cover art first the cover mm-hmm. art is um obviously the little tiny house um that's where we recorded pretty much the entire album uh mm-hmm. so i recorded the album with jake checkaway um, who also recorded like Origami Angel, Short Fictions, and like a whole ton of bands. So he's been, I've been working with him for like four years. And I went and originally I was going to record the album in Massachusetts, but then COVID started. So I recorded Oh My God, the second song. Um, I was demoing the songs here in Scranton. And then I would send the songs to my friend Billy, who lives in Los Angeles. He would drum. <laughs> Then he would send us the drum tracks and I was going to mm-hmm. go to Massachusetts to finish them. Mm-hmm. Then oh, COVID wow. started and all the studios were kind of closed and we had no options for like to do anything, obviously, for several months. So um, in June or like July, I went to my sister's house for the first time. Um, she moved in with her boyfriend and behind their house was a tiny house. And I was like, what's that? And they said, oh, it's the mini house. I said, okay, so what the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they said it's just, just this tiny house that Nick, her, my sister's boyfriend, used to just rent out to people for like 300 a month. Mm-hmm. And it's literally just like a little room. It has a bathroom with like a shower and a toilet and a sink and everything like that. And it's got heat. So I kind of just thought to myself, like, this could be the spot, you know, mm-hmm. where I track everything. So um, pretty much uh, Jake ended up moving into the mini house, which is crazy. um yeah so jake now is a resident of pennsylvania which is awesome and uh we ended up literally just me and yeah (laughs) you know i i i I shit on pennsylvania a lot but i do like scranton which is insane because i feel like i've spent my entire life hating it but long story short uh jake moved into the mini house after many months of me joking about him moving, moving into the mini house and then it was pretty much just me and jake just going at it for months recording in there and it kind of just felt like right because i just i would just kind of post a picture of the house like every day and then people were like are you living there or like what the hell's going on with this house mm-hmm. and then when i f- finally shared the artwork everyone was like oh like it makes sense we now. get it now so, yeah yeah because <laughs> i've probably shared pictures of the house for like well over a year yeah. so mm-hmm. then i think it was like kind of like all purposeful mm-hmm. but, um so that's the artwork at least yeah um, and the album name album name i kind of just like for me the whole idea of the whole album was kind of like how I feel like when people get you know stuck in ruts or just like mental um you know just like cycles 
it feels almost like like a play where it's like I think of like Broadway players where it's like every day they do the same shit every day they do the same shit for like years on end and that's kind of how it felt like for me while writing the album where like I go through just like a cycle of feelings every day for x amount of time and it's like Mm -hmm. you start to kind of like lose your sense of self you're like is this who I am or is this just like the role I'm playing you know what I mean and it kind of just felt like it was like a weird play inside my head so that name is the name of the metaphorical play that I would have you know written in my head about just like the last couple years of my life so it's kind of weird but um I decided that the first song it just kind of all like I feel like the other thing about it too is just like um when shit hits the fan and like you make it to the other side you're kind of just like you know you go on as if like it just didn't happen you're just like oh you know what it was nothing you know like we got through it it was nothing and like you just keep going and mm-hmm. even though it's not the case like it's still just at the end of the day like you make it through and life goes on and yeah you know it loses its uh and you know it's like importance or like its weight as time goes on mm-hmm. so that's kind of my i guess my ex- explanation of the album's name All right. that's super describe. yeah uh so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album uh yeah sure um so i well today is actually the two-year anniversary of my last record oh. um, right the comfort so which Have i i really thanks <laughs> i uh I, I thought I realized that when I woke up this morning, I was like, oh, wow, that's like kind of cool timing. Um, but uh, so pretty much that last record came out and then like uh, I just immediately started writing this album. So I started writing a lot of the songs before COVID started and then I kind of finished some in the beginning of the pandemic. Um, but for me, I always just like it's really weird. I won't write for a very long time. So like my last record, The Price of Comfort, like I wrote all those songs from like 17 to like just when I turned 21. And then The Price of Comfort came out a couple months after I turned 22, 24 now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I usually like when I'm recording an album, like I'll have the songs ready for a long time. So like I just don't write because I just don't want to even have to think about like anything new. I kind of want to just focus on what I have because then I just start thinking like is this good enough or should I just scratch it all or start over so pretty much I don't write for a very long time and then I just like explode and just write like a whole record and that's kind of what happened at the right when I put my last record out um I wrote oh my god which was like the first single from the album and Mm -hmm. then it all kind of just flowed from there but usually it's just me like in my basement just like (laughs) playing guitar alone for hours on end and then trying to just think of because like I kind of write all the parts myself um I had like uh like a drummer play the the drums obviously in the album but for the most part I did all the stuff so it does take a really long time to like write everything so I try to always just like take as much time as I need so I don't feel like it's rushed or anything Mm -hmm. yeah so you're not just kind of like speeding through it Mm-hmm. yeah i feel like um i used to do that a lot and then the problem is i put something out and i just like hate it in like a week yeah so i realized i'm like it, it didn't grow on me enough whereas like with this it's like i've gone through every emotion possible because i had to wait for so long like we finished recording it in january um and then we, i mean we just sat on it until at least 
for until the end of September, which is really in the grand scheme of things, not long. But for me, I was like, what the hell am I going to do with my life until then? I mean, that's um, pretty long. That's a pretty, yeah. 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 I feel like I think of like some bands that like wait like two years and I would, I could never. Oh <laughs> like, yeah. I that's, could, I, yeah, that's much. insane. Um, so I feel like for me, when I would release stuff with like not a lot of prep, like I would, I wouldn't be super proud of it. Whereas this is like, I've gone from like absolutely loving it to being like, this sucks to being like, wait, no, it's good. No, like, I actually love it. <laughs> I just go back and forth. The thing is I realized I felt everything I could possibly feel during those nine months. And the grand, like the final verdict is, I'm still proud of it. So that's why I think I did it right by, you know, waiting that much yeah. time. Is that what you're going to do with all your future albums? I kind of feel, yeah, because uh, I feel like I kind of want to do that because like, I just, I don't know, I'd rather take my time with it. And like a lot of my favorite bands always do that. So like, instead of just like putting an album out like every two years, you know, which I did put it out <laughs> just two years later, but I feel like, a million things have happened in the last two years for like so like right now like i wouldn't even know when i would even think about having like another album out like at least two years maybe three but mm -hmm. i would just make sure that whatever i put out then is better than this one you know yeah that makes sense uh, so i want you to tell us your favorite lyric off of this record and the meaning behind it Ooh. Mm -hmm. wow wow that's a that's a tough one um yeah <sighs> There's two, I think, that might come to mind. Um, the first one is uh, in a series of the long song, <laughs> which I was cracking up at the, the interview last time. <laughs> like once I got through the 18 minute for opener song, yeah. which I, I, uh, I was raised in an orchestra background, just so I can mm -hmm. get that out of the way. So that's why all my songs are like 8,000 minutes long. Cause I always just like think in like massive orchestra pieces. Yeah. Um, but I, <laughs> I feel like in that song, um, the line, uh, I know we can't start again. I just miss you, love. I miss my friends again. Because that kind of was just me, like, um, coming to terms with, like, I was in a situation with, the, like, my last partner that became very bad. And, like, there gets to a point where you know that, like, there's nothing you can do to, like, fix anything or save anything and like it's kind of just like that acceptance of like um especially when it comes with like a person who was struggling you know which like that's how it was it was you know we both were struggling but my last partner was you know not uh she was pretty mentally ill and it was very difficult um mm -hmm. and it's like one of those things where you know it's like for the good of each other that like you're done but like you still just like miss your friend in the aspect of it so I feel like that was a line that like really always meant a lot to me and I also think um and I like the lyrics of master plan in the beginning of that song um about I actually referenced Alex G <laughs> because he has the song poison root and I kind of liked referring to uh psychedelic mushrooms as the poison root because I just think that's like a a easier way to throw it in a song than yeah. saying yeah. you know shrooms or mushrooms exactly or, yeah you know or like the actual name for the mushrooms on it so um that song was about just me taking um mushrooms in the woods and like letting go of many things <laughs> and i uh, i feel like because of that though that was one of my favorite songs on the album um mm. so just the whole first stanza of that um song really means a lot to me i think all right mm -hmm. 
so how'd the track list for the album come about? Did you write the opener, be the opener, closer, be a closer? Did you just shuffle it around? I'd assume the, so, the track was on yeah. purpose. Yeah, so um, the first song I wrote was Oh My God, and then came U-Haul. And at first I thought U-Haul was going to be the opener. And then when I wrote Series Of, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, this just feels like it's like the, this is how it's got to start. It's got to start with like a, a big bang. So then came that song. And then like, there was a lot of songs that just kind of came like periodically, like um, the reprise at the end of the album that came last summer. Um, and that's just like a, you know, like another version kind of of U-Haul. Um, and then Thinking of a Place, I wrote pretty early on. That's the last song. And I thought since I opened with a massive seven minute song, I kind of wanted to end it with something soft to like, I think everyone's going to, I feel like the, the expectation is like the last song is going to be huge, but I kind of wanted mostly nothing to be that like the final title track. And then to have thinking of a place just kind of be like, like almost as if like my perspective of it, like a year later, you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. everything's, everything's kind of said and done. And then like, even though that song is older, it kind of makes more sense to me now as like time has passed and it like feels like at the end of the album that it's it's not like I've like found the piece that I wanted at the end of the album but like it's coming and it's like time has passed and I'm still here so that's kind of how I like thought of it okay. I really like that mm-hmm. I like that awesome. a lot <laughs> Yeah, even though it wasn't like the last thing that you wrote, it still kind of ties it all together. It's just yeah, kind of like it, a conclusion. I, I always say like, I feel like healing is like very non-linear. So mm-hmm. like, um, I think like there's many things where like you just go through all these cycles of things. And um, oh, my dog's coming in. Hi, buddy. <gasps> what is what is the name of the dog? And uh, can this, we see so, the dog? Yes, this is Austin. He is the best. <gasps> Um, yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> he has a nice human name <laughs> named Austin. We adopted him, and he had that name, so he, he's kept. Oh my we goodness! Him, yeah, we call him Schmoz. He's the best. Um, but uh, he sleeps with me at night, and he loves to cuddle. Today, he slept until nine o'clock. Oh, nice. as he should. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was he's, he's an old man. He's like thirteen years old. Um, <laughs> but he just like he has very loud breathing. He's got bad allergies, and mm-hmm. uh, he's just the cutest dog ever. I think it's just um, one of those days. I feel it, Austin. I feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's he's the best. If you hear like a and he just like grunts, it's That's just awesome. my dog. That's okay. just awesome. Yeah. No, yeah, not, not the person feel... in your basement. Yeah, no, just because I, I actually I went upstairs because I was like, my other two dogs are downstairs, and mm-hmm. Isabel, my other dog, just mm-hmm. like constantly just whines because she wants attention, which I'm like, oh. I know, me, me too, baby, but um, <laughs> she's. She definitely whines like a lot, and every time I ever have to do anything on Zoom, like all you just hear is my dogs just talking in the background. I'm like, I feel bad for anybody that has to listen to this podcast just hearing like, (laughs) (laughs) you know. So I'm like, I'm not dealing with any of that bullshit tonight. So I I went upstairs. Um, I can't remember what the hell I was even talking about, but oh, healing is not linear. Healing is. There you go. (laughs) So. Um, yeah, I just feel like healing's not linear. So even when I write songs in different like time periods of my life, like I go back to feeling that way some days. Like some days I feel like how I felt when I wrote the opener, and there's some days where I feel like how I felt when I wrote the art of let it go, and there's mm. some days where it's just kind of like that's just kind of how it is, which is why I felt like I liked the order for how it was because it's just 
kind of just like the ups and downs of processing things. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Uh, so what track took the longest to write and which one is your personal mm-hmm. favorite? Hmm. Well, I guess technically the one that like really took the longest to write was The Art of Letting Go because I wrote the music to that um, at the end of 2019. And then like, I really just kind of like, like fucked around with that song for a long time. And then even it was, that was the last song we recorded. So this was like January. And it was the night before we were supposed to do uh, the vocals. And I was still like not satisfied with the lyrics at all. Oh. So I was like, re- I was changing the lyrics like, like a bunch that night just because I was like, this still doesn't feel right. This still doesn't feel right. It was mainly for the second verse. Mm-hmm. And then um, once I finally found like what I wanted, which is now what's in the song, um, it just like, I was like, wait, this click. So we recorded that. And then I went home that night and I still felt like the song was missing something. And like, this happens a lot, but like this song has just been going on for so long. That I was like, I can't believe they're still like, I still not satisfied with it. Mm-hmm. And it was the guitar riff in the beginning, in the verses of the song. It said, like that wasn't there. And I yeah. was in my bed and I was just listening to it. And I literally was like, my eyes shot open. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I like ran in the basement and I just like grabbed my acoustic quick. And I, was, I just tried to figure out what notes I was hearing. And then the next morning I, te- well, I texted Jake that night. Like Jake, I'm coming back in the morning. We got one more thing we got to do. Yeah. And then I went back and we finished it. And that guitar riff, I think like completed the song, but that was a song that I just could never seem to get right until like literally the 11th hour. And then I, you know, there was a lot of times where there was songs where I thought I was just going to cut them. But I'm like, I'm so happy I didn't because it was just like, I just needed to let them sit. But I think that song definitely took a while to write. And um, so did Yellow Paint, the piano one. Um, mainly just like lyrics. That song took a long time for me to figure out. I had a couple different versions of it. I didn't really like it. Um, and then also just like, figuring out when each different change happens in the song because it's all based around like the same couple notes but like just a couple of different variations so that song definitely took a while um but then as for like my favorite it always changes i think mm-hmm. um but i always have i have like two i think i really like since i left the salon because it's the only song that's not depressing on the album for me <laughs> okay. and it, was ma- it mainly was because i I wanted to write just something funny and like mm-hmm. goofy. And I was like, I, I don't know. I, I, I tried it. I think that song was for me was like proving to myself that like you can have an album about like heavy shit, but then also still have a song that doesn't have to be about any of it. And for me, I always think like, I kept thinking like, does this fit? Does it not fit? Like, is it just out? Is it just weird? Mm-hmm. But then like, I kind of like it because again, it just like shows the way we, you know, the ups and downs that we have. So I think that song's one of my favorites. And I think um, I really like Series Up, the opening song. Mm-hmm. All right. It, okay. se- it seems like your songwriting process for the most part is a slow burn. Am I getting, is, yeah. is that how it is? <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> it's either I write something like in one second where I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, that song. It just, that song came, like, I had the idea for, like, the, the beginning stanza, and then the chorus of that song, like, I'm still, still, still fucking, alive, like, that part. I wrote that whole thing, and, like, it was, like, I, I like, blacked out. I just wrote, I, I don't know what happened, but I just wrote the whole thing in, like, a, in, like, one sitting. I just played, like, those three chords, and it just, like, came to me in, like, a second. And I was, like, wow, like, the best chorus I've ever written came to me that easy, and then there's times where, like, 
shit will take me like a year and a half. So I think like it, it it's really just all over the place, which sounds reminiscent of other other things in my life that I keep saying about <laughs> everything's just all over the place. Uh, but that's how it is. I feel like it, it just I can't write like a song every day. Some people are like write a song every day, and then like I feel like you're just gonna write a lot of bad songs, and then I feel like that's why I like to journal instead. So I'll like mm-hmm. journal my thoughts out so I can at least write. So that way when I finally feel creative, it's not mm-hmm. just like shit, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So um, yeah, I definitely take a really, really long time. So I feel like, I feel like it's better that way, just in the long run, or at oh. least I hope. <laughs> definitely, yeah. Uh, yeah. So where was your headspace at while you were writing this album? Uh, not good, but uh, now I'm good. Now I feel better. So All it's right. like good. pretty much... Um, I didn't want it to be like your typical like oh it's a breakup record and like I just hate that I don't want it I didn't want it to be that way but I just ended up going through a pretty gnarly uh, split with my last partner right at the time of my last record release and it just like I don't know it just made me kind of like want to give up (laughs) on like my last album and I kind of just like did so then I was like I felt really like ashamed of myself for a while because I was like you know I spent all this time on this, this record and then I let like my personal life interfere with me pushing it and me playing shows. And then pretty much soon after that, the pandemic started. So then I was like really kind of shit out of luck. And um, I was like, well, now I can't tour. Now -hmm. I can't do anything. And on top of that, I've wasted the first several months of this release because I've just been so disoriented. Um, And it was, it was really frustrating and hard, but um, I pretty much just told myself, like, I kind of just felt like at that point, um all I could do is just try to start like again and just start from scratch and then hope that in time like this record now it's two years to the day that in time like that record will get the you know publicity or whatever that I wanted out of it but um so pretty much it was kind of just like I felt like defeat but this album gave me like a sense of purpose again Mm -hmm. I feel like um and uh even just in the various stages of like writing it and then like the year writing it versus like the, the almost the year recording it and like waiting for it. Like, I feel like I felt so many things. Um, but mainly this whole album, I feel like it's just like, just about like love in general and, you know, for yourself or for another person or for like forgiveness or really for anything. And just like what it makes you feel and do. And um, I feel like, me it was a very naive thought but when the pandemic started I remember asking myself like is this the end of the world you know like it really felt like the world was kind of fucking ending in 2020 and uh, still does still does yeah I mean yeah. we really we are fucked but it really especially last year I kept thinking like there's no way we make it to 2021 <laughs> like I was like, Whoa, between, yeah you know I was like between the election between COVID like there's, mm-hmm. there's no way and, and I remember thinking to myself like is this all I will ever know of love? <laughs> like this awful ending to something and then the world just crashes and burns and like, that's all I know. And wow, I that's feel like- this, Yeah, which was, which was terrible. Mm-hmm. But then this album made me realize that like, that's not all I know because mm-hmm. I have love for friends and love for my family and love for my dogs and love for everything and myself. And like, it doesn't just have to be, it's all just about like perspective on it. So I feel like in the beginning of writing this album, that was my mindset, literally just yeah. like total defeat like <laughs> the world is ending that's really a love song in 2020 was me trying to find forgiveness while the world is ending where i thought mm-hmm. you know like if the world ends like 
I'm, I'm, it's all okay. Don't worry about whatever happened, you know? And then, um, that was just kind of how I went through this whole entire, like past two years, but then to come out on the other side, like it, it really feels like just, I feel like an entirely different human being, like now that it's out versus yeah. like when I, you know, first started writing it two years ago, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Sure. Wow. Well, I'm happy you kind of had that full circle thing rather than just feeling like the world's ending and, and I hate love yeah. and everything sucks. Yeah. So yeah, I'm happy you're, then, you're doing better now. Yeah, no, I thank you. I, 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 I think everyone kind of has those like really pessimistic and like naive thoughts. Like when shit hits the fan, like everything mm-hmm. sucks. This is the end. But like, I think it was just bad timing with many things. And um, no matter what, like it always gets better you know like it always will get better no matter what and um I just feel like this kind of proved that to me so even in days like now where I'm like stressing out about shit unrelated to love I'm just related to anything in life like I still think to myself like we still fucking did this you know so like mm-hmm. I can keep going exactly that was good. that was very good I like that answer it's one of the best answers we've gotten um, wow thanks course uh so how do you recommend your listeners to listen to this album for the first time should they put it on the car with friends should they blast it at a party should they work out to it (laughs) what do you um i would say don't blast it at a party because i think everyone's gonna get kind of bummed out maybe Um, a little bit yeah but then like they're gonna go through phases like u-haul will come on they'll feel like shit and then art letting go will come on right after and they'll maybe get pumped up okay um so i feel like the best time i don't know for me uh I got a text from my friend Madison the day it came out. She's like, James, I love your album, Beautiful Work, but she's like, definitely not a 9 a.m. on a Friday album. I was like, you know what? You're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a Monday kind of record. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I kind of, it's for me, it's hard for me to like kind of find the right moment because it's been like two years of knowing these songs. So like I think of a million different moments, but I just think like front to back, just like either on a nice long drive like whatever you have the time to listen to it in its entirety. Cause I think like, I always think of things as a whole. So mm-hmm. I think of like, it's hard for me to just write like an EP or just like a standalone single or anything. I always think of like the whole entire thing, kind of like the whole orchestra background of that, um, of like movements and stuff. So I just think like on a nice long drive or late at night or when the vinyl finally comes, maybe just toss the record on, you know? Yeah. But um, yeah, just whatever. I, I feel like, whenever people are ready and i hope people will be will like it when they are you know right. mm-hmm. uh so this question should be super super quick off the top of your head i want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words no more no less three words um <laughs> oh my god uh I could just, this is, this is like, this is two words, but it's hyphenated. I'd say like emotional roller coaster. I don't know. Cause I feel like it just, you feel everything, you know? All right. Um, I feel like that's the best way to describe it. I don't know. Cause I think it just gives you a little taste of everything, at least in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with that. <laughs> we need two more if that's hyphenated. That's oh, wait, the rule. Come said, on. You said three words. Yeah. You could okay, do fun emotional roller coaster. Okay, loud emotional. No, but emotional roller coaster was hyphenated. You said so. Then we're only going to count. Well, ro- ro- will roller coaster be the hyphenated word, right? Oh, emotional, yeah. Emotional, and then roller coaster would be like the two words. We're gonna split okay, it well, there- so we'll say we'll say we'll say um, 
yeah, fun emotional roller coaster. That's what we'll say. Fun emotional roller coaster. Okay, I'll, I I'll take that. Fun. I was a little confused. I have to tell people, I have to tell people it's fun, or else they're not gonna want to listen to it. Yeah. But then, yeah. then you know, I can't be like, yeah, it's, it's just gonna kill you, and I won't even want to listen to it. You know. But I don't think it does. I, I try. I try to write things that like are not just so fucking sad. Like, there's, I want other things to just take the place of it, like the music, instruments, or stuff like that. To like not overdo it with like depressing lyrics. Just like. I don't know. So I think it's not like super, super depressing. I think I'm overdoing it in this interview by saying <laughs> <off> that. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, so is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this album to invoke in your listeners? Whoa, Jesus Christ. That was a sneeze for my dog. Oh, I told bless you. you. Got bad allergies. Yeah. <laughs> Struggling today. Are you okay? Are you okay? Jesus. Oh, my God. Uh, I can't wait to hear that on Spotify at that sneeze forever <laughs> like, that was a forever. jump scare yeah i know um okay emotion i want it to instill is just like hmm, it's a good question uh this is not really an emote i mean it might be an emotion but just like a feeling like perseverance that's what i want just yeah like, that's good that's, that's what i think all right uh what band or artist influence you think you can hear the most on this album if any Oh yeah, because you were you were saying the other interview, like I can't think of who. I can't. I can't so, fucking. I was actually I was really excited about it because I was like, wow, he has no idea. You're talking about Angels and Airways in this exact episode. Uh, so obviously, big Angels and Airways fan when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. But I I always get annoyed when people like would say I try to rip off Angels and Airways. I'm like Tom DeLonge did not invent the digital delay pedal. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. I'm like I can use the digital delay pedal, but I think like I grew up really like loving Ava. Um, and then in the last couple of years, two bands that really like influenced me a shit ton. Um, one is Gang of Buttes. They're a band from Australia hmm. that now they're like really blowing up. Um, but they put out an album in 2017 called Go Farther in Lightness, which I think is forever like one of my top five favorite records. Um, it's also an hour and 18 minutes long. So I oh, think my album, my album will make a little more <laughs> when you wrote everything I listen to is like then the other band is the national and their albums are all like an hour and a half long how do you have time for this yeah honestly i guess i do (laughs) when when do you listen to this stuff um so usually like so i love if you guys see my tweets all the time i'm always tweeting about lake scranton because i just love going to lake scranton Mm -hmm. so um i usually go on a nice long walks there and we'll listen to something like that or i just i tend to be driving a lot like when i drive to a rehearsal that's like 40 minutes away mm-hmm. so like i just have like two 40 minute drives um but I, I also just like uh i don't know i feel like i'm always just listening to music kind of so um i don't know yeah like the national and gang of Buttes kind of just like really did it for me over the last two years now the national has become like probably my favorite band like tied with gang of Buttes, and then um angels and airways and then growing up really like uh, like alkaline trio a lot mm-hmm. and also the gaslight anthem was like a huge influence for me um and then also god bless again oh, oh bless you Whew. and uh i'd say uh also just like the scranton band you know like the menzingers tiger's jaw captain mm-hmm. we're sinking like all those bands were yeah and, and then and wickerface too and i love wickerface um and i just think like all of the scranton bands really i mean growing up being in like 10th grade and just like seeing these bands or like being in like fifth grade the first time i saw the menzingers tiger's jaw i was 12 
or 11 years old or something like that in like 2009. So like growing up and seeing these bands just like become who they are today always made me realize that like, you know what, I can do the same thing if I try, you know, if I don't give Mm -hmm. up, I can do what they're doing, you know, whereas like, I think a lot of people in this area are always like, yeah, you have to leave Scranton to make it out of here, you know, and I'm like, well, there's a lot of bands that have made it out of here, you know, exactly. so I, I can't definitely have to give credit to them too. I think Tiger's Jaw is the only one that gets remotely close to what I was thinking. I still don't know what I was thinking though, so I couldn't yeah. tell you, but wow. if I ever come up with it, I'll let you know. Maybe the Dangerous Summer is that a band? I I don't really like most of the bands that you named. I might know the name of, but I don't listen to them enough to be like that's an influence. Oh, that's it. And yeah. The Dangerous yeah. Summer is another one of those bands where I know of them. Yeah. Don't listen to them enough yeah. to be like they're, that's they're what it sounds like. Their older stuff. Their older stuff is what I used to. Like. I actually opened for them my second show ever in two thousand. What? Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, I was I was uh, twelve, and I just emailed this venue that had booked me like three months prior. And mm-hmm. uh, they're like, you want to open for the Dangerous Summer? And I was like, yeah. I didn't know who the hell they were. But that was right when um, uh, the album uh, Where I Want to Be. Or no, no, is that the album Where I Want to Be? I can't, it's the album with the tree on it. It's like their first album. And it's like it's fucking amazing. So I remember seeing that album when I was like 12. I was like, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what, like, what the hell am I doing here? So how many uh, people did you play yeah. to then? Because oh, they were a decent size. Yeah, that that show was kind of packed. I mean, luckily, like my family's been very supportive for like my entire life. Uh, my dad's a musician. My brother drums my band. So like my growing up, like when I was playing shows, like my parents would have all of their friends buy my tickets. <laughs> so like, <laughs> there, it'd be funny. Like my parents would like go out of the way and get all their friends to come to my show. They'd sell like all like thirty of my tickets, and then like. I'd get like thirty dollars. <laughs> uh, wow. the, the bar, the bar would make like like a killing off of my parents and their friends, and I get thirty bucks if that, a dollar a ticket. So I was like, wow. wow. At, at least you know, the venue but, knew that you could sell tickets. Yeah, no. But the thing is, like that was once they realized that like my parents would bring people, they just kept booking me. So like that was how I kind of got my start. The, the the venue was called Eleanor Rigby's in Carbondale, Pennsylvania. The first show I opened for it was. February like 21st 2010 and it was the first time I ever sang in public first time I ever played in front of anyone and I was opening for uh Sparks the Rescue mm-hmm. old like pop punk band from like early 2010 mm-hmm. um, I wasn't sure if that'd ring a bell I, I never listened to them but yeah, I never even heard of them. I just yeah no the, the thing is there's times where I mentioned that band someone's like what you know it's like <laughs> an old like old like MySpace band or some shit so, yeah like, um but yeah I, I was I ended up on like quite a few like random shows as a kid which is really really funny i just i'm kind of blown away dangerous summer at 12 you said yeah yeah that's insane that (laughs) is like yeah and uh, and then they and then they became like one of my favorite bands um for years like i i went to it was crazy i remember i went they broke up for a couple years and then they got back together if they ever listen to this podcast i'm sorry dangerous summer your old music was definitely like my where my heart's at (laughs) but they got back together yeah and they played a show in baltimore and it was like their first hometown show back and i ended up going with my friend ashley and just i remember like talking to aj and he remembered the show and i was like this is crazy to think like i met this dude like i don't know 10 or now i mean that was probably that was 2017 so i was like i met him like seven years prior to that event and then here they were again like i knew like every song now this time and it was just crazy yeah. but if I, if I wasn't 
just the 12 year old dude that just got thrown on the show. Like, I, I don't know if I ever would have listened to them and they became a very influential band growing up. Um, their album War Paint is a fantastic record. If you guys want to like ever dig into their older music, I think War Paint is like insane. <laughs> I think right. it's so good. Good mind. All right. Yeah, yeah definitely would mind. recommend that. That's my redemption for not liking their, their newer music. They ever do this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Your music sucks. Check out their old stuff, though. That, that stuff's great. Yeah. God. But So what was your favorite memory that you made while creating this album? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, oh, man, that's a really good question. Um, I just feel like, to be honest, the... It, it wouldn't be just one particular, but just like a couple in general of like the similar thing of just like being in the mini house with Jake. So like Jake and I have recorded together for years since like I was uh, 19. So I met Jake in 2017 um, and he recorded my EP 20 and then he recorded The Price of Comfort. He recorded like literally everything since. Um, and it's always been me driving to Philly, me driving to Massachusetts and like always just like being there recording leaving being and like never having time to like just relax like we were just strictly we got shit to do mm-hmm. and like to have jake be in this house and it, it kind of just felt like we were like away from everything like we were just like in this tiny little house it was just us just fucking like recording all these guitars and synths and like <laughs> like ripping a bong every now and then just like no worries at all in the world and like i feel like just the whole entire like process of that was just such a it was like so peaceful because like despite what was going on like that was like my you know that was my spot to go Mm -hmm. like it was just like that was I would go and just I'd be gone all day and then I'd come home and I'd feel like I'm one day closer to being done with this goddamn album you know (laughs) so it was it was a beautiful thing though like it really was like I think it was like some of the most fun I've ever had recording anything like ever Mm -hmm. fair enough but you know what? I'm going to take it back, though. And then if I had to say my best memory, though, I think the release night, like the show in Scranton was like, yeah. oh, my God. Harmony Woods played. Um, Sophia's like the best. Uh, and then so did uh, a Firewood Friends or like a local band from Scranton. But it was just like the first show I played in like a year and a half. And to like play a show again and like just play the song for the first time live. And like it was just awesome. One of, probably one of the best nights I think I've ever had <laughs> in yeah. my life. Um, so picture this, you're on tour, you're at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? Ooh, wow. Okay. Um, any rest stop, we're not going like sheets, wah, wah. We're not going to do that. We're not going to pick a battle tonight. We're just going any rest stop. Any rest stop, but if you want it to be a sheets or a wah, wah, it can be. You know, I'm not even going to go there. I won't won't even, I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to give the people what they want. Mm. Um, I'm going to let that sit for the next one. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll decide where I'm at on the Wawa sheets thing. Um, they all know Wawa is superior, go... anyways, though, so it's okay. It's fine. Never been to a sheets. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I've uh, you got to understand that sheets is uh, all over Scranton. Yeah. Like um, I, I go to Pennsylvania every goddamn weekend because my partner lives out there, and yeah. I guess that they're just too close to New Jersey border. I've never seen a sheets in my life. Really? Yeah. Exactly. So wait, okay. Uh, where are you both from? That's I'm in New question. Jersey. I'm in Virginia. You're in Virginia. Okay. Both places that I will be touring to in February, okay. which is cool. Um, but I uh, yeah, no, Pennsylvania is filled with 
cheap. But then there's also Wawa's in Pennsylvania. We kind of get them both, but exactly. um, I uh, I really don't. I like them both. I, I I I said I was gonna not get into this, but I'm giving the people what they want. I I really can't choose. Like I think on a, on any given day, like if I'm just if I find myself at a Sheets or a Wawa, like I'm meant to be there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm 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 meant to get what I'm supposed to get there. So whatever happens, happens. And honestly, I've really never been disappointed at a Wawa. Yeah. I think their coffees are amazing. I think they have superior coffee exactly. over Sheets for sure. Yeah. I will give it. I will give them their lattes any day. Mm-hmm. um i do think though like the sheets fried appetizers are just it's it, they're just out of you can't compare they're just unbelievable mm-hmm. so if you haven't had the, the sheets fried appetizers that's definitely something that you gotta do but there's a, there's a nationwide shortage of, of appetizers at sheets right now oh my god <laughs> so you go there and literally on all the order menus it's like don't be alarmed. We may be out of your favorite items today. And it's been there for like two months. So it's, it's been hard. Um, it's been oh, no. hard a couple months. But uh, I have to find the sheets now. <laughs> yeah. So to answer your question, um, I would say I'd probably go in, I get uh, maybe a Propel, like a nice like berry Propel. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe like if I'm feeling really bold and I want to get candy, maybe like some Reaper pieces. Mm-hmm. Or um, if I was feeling, you know, like I just wanted like a little munch on something, maybe like a like a Cliff chocolate chip bar, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Those those are my picks. All right. Perfect. <laughs> two very, I'm like two, two, just chocolate. <laughs> yeah, chocolate, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, if the project was a dish, what dish would you be? Wow. Um. You know what? i'm gonna i'm gonna be uh i'm gonna be a burrito burrito yes because i love burritos more than anything in the world um and they're compact they're filled with many things Mm -hmm. um it's it's very uh it's fulfilling Mm -hmm. and uh it leaves you satisfied and this is me hyping up my album and the burrito that i'm probably going to eat tomorrow hell yeah perfect uh, so where do you see the project in the next five years? Ooh, big scary five year question. Wow. Wait, what was? Wait, what, what, oh sorry, I I did not hear it was the first. I thought you said we're gonna do a project in five years. No, 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 I didn't. Okay, what was the question? <laughs> where do you see the project in the next five years? Oh man, yeah, big scary uh, five year question. Oh god, so five years from now I will be twenty nine. God damn. I just hope that. <laughs> <laughs> say goddamn goddamn is that is that i don't even know yeah, how okay so now the next question how old are the both of you 18 now it just 19. turned oh, 17 wow. yeah wow <laughs> wow okay. you're like an old man to us no <laughs> so, that's so funny no i literally was like they're probably like 22 23 i just don't i can't tell the age of anyone that's that's hilarious um so i yeah i'll be 29 i know dude i know um my dog i uh, i'll be 29 i would like to just believe like i don't know i hope i'm just touring and like right now i don't work i i lost my job from the pandemic last june and oh. i've just been kind of throwing myself into the universe with my music ever since and it's worked out thus far <laughs> so my goal is to just keep pushing so i don't have to work like a shitty day job like i have mm-hmm. for 
my entire life until last year and then just make this actually work. So like, I don't know. I want to be touring regularly. I want, I, I have high expectations for where I want to go in life with music. And I, I feel like um, this album is like my life's work. So I hope that this album will bring me a lot of success over the next year. And then hopefully in five years, I'll have another album out that will be even better. And um, I just hope to just keep getting better with music and better as a person and with life and everything. So hopefully by 29, almost 30, all my shit may be figured out. <laughs> Tour nationwide. Everyone will know yeah. James. <laughs> I hope. I I absolutely hope. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think. Uh, can you please stop? <laughs> Sorry. Um, he's chasing his tail now. Um, oh. You know he's so cute. But I don't know. Yeah, I just hope. I hope like. I just want this to work out. It's not like I want to be like famous. I just want to play music and just like do that forever <laughs> like that's all I want to do. I, yeah yeah i want to play music and not have to wonder like how am i going to do this every day of my life you know mm-hmm. i want to just like get to a point where like people just listen to my shit without me having to tweet about it like a million times or like have like six existential crises in like a single day yeah. you know I, the thing is i, I realize like no matter what though like i'm still going to be freaking out when i'm 29 yeah, you know, I'm always gonna be freaking out. We're always gonna be freaking out. So I feel like uh, just as long, I'm just gonna keep going. Um, hopefully by 29, things will be in you know a lot better, and they're already good now. Hell yeah. Good. Uh, so for these last couple of questions, we're actually gonna shift away from music if that's okay with you. Yeah, totally fine. Six. So we're gonna go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? I'm gonna go back to a burrito. <laughs> like it okay, has to be, okay, that's um, fair. Yeah, I eat burritos all the time, so I would say I would get a Pancheros. I don't know if you guys know what Pancheros is. It's very like niche, like Chipotle Mo's burrito branch. Oh, but okay. I, I I rank it. I love Chipotle, but I don't get burritos at Chipotle. I get bowls of Chipotle. Mm-hmm. So I rank I rank it Panch and then Chipotle and then Mo's because I think Panch is just superior. Um, so if you ever see a Pancheros, you got to go. I got it. Uh, Noted. But uh, I would get a, a nice Panchero's burrito. And honestly, I'd live a little bit. I get a Coca-Cola on my last my last meal because wow. I used to be a, a big soda guy when I was a kid. And I've grown out of it mm-hmm. because I don't want to die. So, um, yeah. But the thing is, every time I do have a sip of a soda, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, damn, that's good. But then I'm yeah. like, I can't. So I, I think if it was my last meal, I, I would rip the hell out of a coat all right solid uh so if you could live in one fiction world for a week where would you live one fiction world for a week hmm. wow these are good questions i'm um, like these are no- nothing i have prepared for which i like um so one fiction world for a week i feel like oh my god jesus um i feel like it have to be maybe like I don't know. I, I this is maybe like 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 an Alice in Wonderland type thing, or like a like a Skyrim world, just something just Ooh. ridiculous like that. Like mm-hmm. I need something magical. Like I need I need to be seeing something I'm not going to normally see, like a dragon or like you know. So maybe maybe uh, oh, this is this is this is quite the question. 
Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. No, I'm gonna go Cloud City Paper Mario 64. Oh, okay. There we go. That's a more concrete answer. I had to think about that for a couple minutes. Cloud City, like World Eight, in Paper Mario from the Nintendo 64. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. <laughs> Good answer. Perfect. Uh, so I have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person wow. I've spoken to has actually said it is the most important question. Okay. I'm ready. What is your favorite color? Ooh. Um, I'm going to go purple. Purple. And, which is funny because the album is covered in purple. But I really love purple. And I, I mm-hmm. feel like uh, I've always kind of changed over years, like what colors I seem to like the most. But I've realized like, Definitely, I really like nice, like violets and purples. Okay. Based. Very yeah. solid color. Please never say based again. <laughs> I'm trying it out. Trying it's not. It it's out. not working out. It's uh, not working. Yeah. I'm gonna try it again. Wait. So, I I I guess now 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 I feel old. So what is based like? Is that like a? It's like, like good. A, like like I agree. Yeah. Nice. All right. Cool. Yeah. I've I've been here. I've been hearing um like period. Oh, period. Yeah. I like using that one. That's a good one. I've been hearing that a lot. And uh, I'm trying to think of anything. I always, yeah. You hear pog a lot? Pog? Pog? Yeah, pog. (laughs) You've never, how have you like existed and you've never (laughs) heard pog? Exactly. You follow us. Exactly. How have you not? (laughs) Wait. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What? Wait. Spell the word. P O G. Oh, okay, okay. Um, it's yeah, short for yeah, poggers. Never... <laughs> Which is short for pog champ. <laughs> okay, back so, to bass uh, for just a second. Uh, if the podcast vote... falls apart, it's because Glory started saying bass and it became part of my vocabulary. Bass. And yeah. I won't, I, I can't keep doing it. It's going gonna, it's gonna <laughs> to happen. Oh, it's okay. Oh my God, that's so good. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it out this week. I'll, okay. Um, which one? The waters. Base or pog? Uh, so tell me how, how would I use pog in context? Okay, Shane, say something say something um like good. Like something that just happened. Right, banged your mom last night. Oh, bro, that's so pog. I miss, I miss, <laughs> those tweets I see all the time. And I'm always cracking. You're not supposed to talk to us about those. Up. I always crack the fuck up. I'm like, what is going on at this podcast? Like, <laughs> Just, yeah going crazy over here exactly no, i love it i fucking love it honestly it's amazing um so you so if, if he said that you'd say that's so pog yeah i'd be like oh man that's so pog it's like that's, that's it's that's great you use it in place wow. great or awesome okay. it's just pog yeah awesome okay i'm gonna i'm, I'm really gonna try that out this week yeah um, I'm, I'm, gonna, I, I'm gonna go to i'm actually gonna go to new york city tomorrow so maybe i'll put water down there see and uh <laughs> You know, good luck. Let, let us know how that goes. Using it like in person. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a Twitter like, thing. Yeah, I think it's just like a, an online thing. But you know, I'd love to see how it goes. <laughs> I'm gonna feel like Billy on the street, just walking around New York Pog. saying "Pog." <laughs> oh, that's good. All right. Well, that's good. I, hey, you learn something new every single day. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We, my friends and I, we always just say like. Let's let's rip this. Like if we want to do something, we're gonna uh-huh. rip this. Like want to go rip. That. Yeah, like like if we want to go to, and we always we also abbreviate everything. So instead of saying like, do you want to eat at Chipotle? Mm-hmm. We'll say you you want to rip chip. 
Okay. You want it's a ripped chip? chip? Yeah, chip. Chip is sh- is shortened chip- for chipotle. Chipotle. And then rip is the verb to consume chipotle. So you want a rip chip? <laughs> question mark. The verb yeah. to consume yeah. chipotle. Just yeah. how you make it so technical. <laughs> We're just want a rip chip. Like I love in fucking grammar class. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, pretty much like you want to go like want to go like if we want like the coffee shop northern like Scranton like yeah you want to go rip northern you want to go rip Lake Scranton you want to go rip this you want to go rip that yeah or it, it could be or it could be literally like you want to rip a J or you want to. You want to rip a hike, you know, it's just mm-hmm. good, it's good, it's good fun. And then you abbreviate the words you're going to. So yeah, like instead, of, instead of going to panch, you want, you want, or in pancheros, you'd say panch. Want to rip panch, you know, wow. or, uh, you know, so <laughs> maybe, well, or maybe you want to rip wah for wawa. Wawa. <laughs> I think I think we got to add that to our absolutely not. Machine. You want to you want to rip? I don't have anything to rip. I don't know what's going to do it. Yeah. Well, listen. Right now, you know what we're all doing? What? Right now, we're ripping this podcast. Right now, we're, there ripping you this go. pod. We're ripping yeah, this we're pod. Ripping, <laughs> mm-hmm. Which also that could also mean you're you're ripping the jewel pod. You're ripping this pod. You know what I mean? The press emails from now on are going to be: Can this band rip the pod? And we're going <laughs> to see what fucking happens. We're going to get blacklisted. No from more. Everything. No more being serious. Just you're, are they no. rip this pod or not? Yeah, no. we we want them to come you're, on and rip the pod. It'd be so. You're going to get so, you're going to get someone that's like so like trying to. <laughs> like be in touch with the younger crowd like like chris daughtry from american idol or like mm-hmm. i'm trying to even think like someone like super old from like american idol like trying to like regain its uh place with the young people like i'll rip the pod <laughs> <laughs> i'd love to rip the pod they're asking management do you know what that means like what is ripping the pod <laughs> what did i just sign up for yeah <laughs> yeah right now we're all ripping this pod um mm-hmm. and uh you know like you're ripping those headphones right now. It's like pretty much like it. It, it, it could be to do something, to eat something. Like well, just if we're shortening uh, headphones, you're ripping this head, and that makes it very questionable. Yeah, I'm a little concerned so now. Then, then maybe we could say you're ripping this phone, or you're ripping. But those then it's phones. like, okay, phones. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, we'll say phones because then no one can be like, okay, no one's ripping multiple cell phones multiple. in a row. Yeah, you know, we're not. We're, we're not the plural plural version. We're back to grammar again. Oh um, it's just, we're just we're just we're ripping. You're ripping those phones, the singular mm-hmm. version of phones, because headphones. Phones are the Z. Headphones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. there you go. There you go. Ooh. People don't mm-hmm. talk about the Z enough. They don't. They don't. <laughs> Bring it back. Um, so, as Glory said, that is all the questions we have today. Is there anything yeah. that you would like to plug? Um, no, I think just uh, I, I hope people like my album. I hope they yeah, rip the album. I hope they rip the album. Um, yeah, rip the album. Rip the wreck. <laughs> I hope people go home and rip that wreck. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> what if I start like a whole generational thing where everyone starts using a rip now? Uh, I'd be so happy. Maybe I yeah. never meant to like make an impact in the music industry, but maybe this is my calling. Exactly. I, just, yeah, I yeah. introduced I introduced the term rip to the greater to the masses. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh no i think that's it I, I by the way i had a blast talking to the both of you um Thank this is so fun i appreciate you uh you guys wanted me on the podcast on the pod on the pod 
Exactly. Uh, well, Thanks we for coming on and ripping the ripping pod. With the us. pod. Yeah. Yep. Hey, I'll, I'll rip it anytime. Um, and yeah, this is this was this was so fun, and I this was a delight. And uh, I've got a I've got a lot of new vocab after this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, this is this is good fun. So oh, thanks, yeah. team. Uh, well, thank you for now. Though, it's been James Barrett, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.